Well, happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the College Game Time Podcast. We are the fastest growing show for the American Athletic Conference. I am your host, Trey Smith, and as I'm sure you probably already know, we have a lot to get into. In fact, right now, as I'm recording this, I am, I am following the live updates of a press conference that's happening right now with Oregon State's president. And right out of the gate, I'll tell you what, what's been being reported right now, direct quote, you won't have to wait very long in terms of when they'll find their home. The president said, jumping from the conference was never the first option. Making the conference work was always where my heart lies. Preserving the Pac-12 in some form, we believe preserves 100 years of history. However, we are weighing all our options. So there's your opener. I'm going to just... All the like, subscribe stuff, not going to get into that. Maybe I'll do it at the end. But let's just jump right in because if you've been under a rock for the last, I don't know, six hours or so, it, it is official. SMU is headed to the ACC along with Stanford and Cal, and they are going to forego nine years of television revenue. That was the latest report. I know it seemed like it went from five to seven and now to nine. Um, good for SMU. If I have time, I'll address my thoughts on them in a second. Uh, you can look at my history. I've always been a supporter of SMU and their brand. Uh, even advocated for them a little bit, hoping they would get the opportunity with the pack over this past year. Um, because of what I think it would unlock as it pertains to the support around the program. Um, I don't support the principle this represents, but I'm not going to get into that right now. Um, um, and that's just me being a man of principle. That's got nothing to do with the, oh, the American and the, the AC, whatever. No, no, no. Happy for them. Um, and, and hope it's everything that they're, they're expecting to gain from this move. But time will tell. Then the American Athletic Conference, Commissioner Oresco, put out an official statement saying, uh, SMU has shared our pursuit of competition at the highest level throughout its time in the AAC. President Gerald Turner and Athletic Director Rick Hart have been among our strongest advocates and leaders, both internally and externally. We wish them well. We have known that today's move was a possibility, which has allowed us time to investigate a number of options, including consideration of the larger group of institutions in the Pacific time zone. We have concluded, however, that the best way to proceed for our outstanding student athletes is to not look westward. Instead, we plan to focus any expansion efforts on schools that allow for sensible and sustainable competition and student-athlete well-being within our strong geographic footprint. So, I reiterated this yesterday, and I referenced back to something I said three weeks ago. The most credible piece of information I received throughout this entire process was that it was going to be all four or none at all. Somebody asked me on Twitter, why? why? Why is it that way? I don't have a detailed answer to the question why, but I, I told you I got, a, I got a message, a DM, and then I had a phone conversation. And I said like, why? But like, so I said, well, if, if Stanford and Cal end up to Big Ten, because at this point in time, it seemed like the ACC door was closed and that the Stanford was going to 
take a Hail Mary at the Big Ten or maybe consider going independent. And I was like, why, why not go for Oregon State and Washington State? Because this was literally the day after I had just made a video exploring what that would look like and, and, and making a case, which is pretty well noted now on this show, for why I think it make, how, how it could make sense, both obviously for the American, but then also for those two teams. And the response was it just wouldn't make sense. It wouldn't make sense just those two teams. Stanford is the, is the golden ticket you want. If you're uh, 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 from the American Athletic Conference's um, perspective, listen, I'm not saying that's ironclad information, but you have to at least acknowledge that it's, it, it's looking to be pretty accurate. So let's get into this. First off, I want to talk Mike Oresco. Um, he gets and is getting a lot of heat for losing teams, okay? The American just lost Houston, Cincy, and UCF, and then now they're set to lose SMU. And I feel like Oresco gets a lot of unwarranted, and I need you to listen to me as I'm, as I'm saying this, before you jump on your little, wow, you're just being a homer and biased. No, 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 just shut up and listen to me for a second, Okay. As I've been saying, the American Athletic Conference is the Oakland A's of the early 2000s. In other words, they've been somewhat of a farm system for Power Five conferences. Was it Billy Bean's fault? The guy that would find these players, get them in the organization, develop them to the point where they were now desirable to teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox? Was it Billy Bean's fault that the Yankees and the Red Sox would spend massive amount of monies, a massive amount of money to get these players while he's still stuck with the same budget that he's had for however many years? No. And so I feel like in that frame, you have to understand that like Oresco, like, okay, you want to knock him for losing teams? Fair enough. But if you're going to knock him for losing teams, you have to at least give him credit for bringing those teams in, getting them to invest in their programs, providing them the level of resources and exposure that they needed to become desirable to these Power Five conferences. And so if you're going to give him credit for that, then you need to give him a chance with this new wave of teams that he has coming in uh, as far as doing the same thing. Um. Now, this SMU deal, it's a totally different animal. Had SMU gone to the pack, I would put them in kind of the same conversation as uh, Houston, UCF, and Cincy as far as they, they, they develop, you know, invested in their programs, which they did. I don't want to take that away from them. And then they became desirable to a power five. Well, realignment blew all of that up. And now... It appears that their university, their boosters, the support around that program see this as their final opportunity to get that Power 5 branding and they're willing to put up whatever, um, they're, they're willing to supplement whatever amount of money they're going to be sacrificing uh, as far as giving up in order to join the conference. And whether that's for the next decade, whatever. Um, you know, I, I still have my thoughts because the money they're giving up is going to help their competitors. Totally different conversation. Hats off to them. 
Um, you know, SMU still has a national brand. Um, they have a strong history and maybe this, you know, this is their opportunity to getting the program back to the Southwest conference days. And I saw an interesting, maybe I'll just park here on SMU for a second before I get back to Oresco. I did see a statement where someone said, man, if, if SMU is just swimming around in all this money, that's going to make them so competitive. Why hadn't we seen it in the American conference? And one of the things that I've always said, and you can watch even this channel. Okay going way back, like even, you know, over this past year, since they've been courted by the pack, I've kind of always said that money hasn't been the issue. It's the, the motivation of the money, the motive that like, like, is it motivated? And that power five affiliation, I believe is going to inspire a new wave of motivation as we're seeing right now, than what they've been bas basically since they left the Southwest conference, will that be enough to put them back as a national, you know, on a national level as a competitor? I don't know. We'll see. But I do see the, the thought where like the SMU program that the American Athletic Conference is losing isn't necessarily the same as what the SMU program that ACC is gaining could be with the level of support and investment they're about to get that just hasn't been there since SMU was in the, the WAC and the AAC and whatever. And quite frankly, uh, I don't want to rabbit trail too much. Maybe I'll talk more about them later. Let me get back to Oresco. Point being is, is if you're going to give him credit or if you're going to knock him for losing teams, you got to credit him for bringing those teams in because I mean, UCF and, um, Houston, I mean, those were Conference USA teams a decade ago, okay? In a very similar place as a couple of teams he's just brought in this year. So it's like you, you have to give him credit for that aspect of it. Now, where I disagree with the conference in this particular situation is in choosing not to expand westward. That I disagree with. And I'm a little frustrated and disappointed in. But just because I disagree with it doesn't mean I don't understand it. I get it. What's, what's been the argument from West Coast people towards me when I'm making this case for the American Conference to bring, Mount, to, to bring uh, Oregon State, Washington State in? Travel. Geography. Well, that argument works both ways. Right? So just like it's going to work for the two teams that could be coming into the conference, it's also going to be an argument for the existing members in the conference that are going to have a vote on whether to allow those teams in or not. And that was part of uh, what Dellinger had released this morning. And you can go to his Twitter X account. I think it's at Ross Dellinger was he had said, in fact, I have it right here. He said, yeah, at Ross Dellinger, okay? Mike Oresco told Yahoo Sports on Wednesday that more discussion was needed with his members on Expanding West. During an AACAD call earlier this week, there was not enough support for the move. The league now makes it official, okay? And here's what I could tell you about the league bylaws. I don't have the current set. I've requested them. That's an internal document. The only ones that are accessible externally are prior years that were brought up through lawsuits. And so those are the ones that I've looked at. I've, I mean, I've communicated directly with uh, the AAC headquarters on this. But in those prior documents, and I don't think there's any reason to think it's different in the current set of bylaws, but it's a simple majority. So if it's a simple majority, then that means that 
there weren't more than half of the teams that were on board with bringing Oregon State and Washington State in, if I'm understanding and communicating that correctly. Obviously, as a fan, as someone who's now like covering the conference and following the conference very closely, I disagree with it. I think westward expansion would be great for the American Athletic Conference. But I understand the other side of it. I felt like Oregon State, Washington State, as I'm on record saying, would give the American more leverage to go get other teams. But that's not how it's going to shape up. So listen, those of you West Coast fans that have been tuning in, that you've been advocating for Oregon State to Washington State to the Mountain West, like my hat tips to you. Like, I mean, I've, I've never gotten on here trying to be the guy that is, is never wrong, who's always right, who can't be disagreed with. And I try to be very clear when I'm making my case for something, putting my comments into it, and when I'm saying this is information I've received. And quite frankly, you can watch all of my episodes since August 10th, I think it was. And not once have I said, hey, I've heard this, I've heard that. No, no, no. The one piece of information I've said that I've heard was the, the piece about things trending for the American Athletic Conference at either adding all four or none at all. I unpacked all that yesterday, so I'm not going to basically say everything again right now that I said on yesterday's episode. But I just want to start there with Mike Oresco. I, I feel like um, you've got to acknowledge, okay, if you're going to bash him for losing teams, you've got to credit him for... for getting those programs to invest in a level that got them to the power five. Okay. SMU, I know it's a little wonky, but I mean, technically SMU was desirable to the pack before the pack folded or, or ended up in the situation it's in now. I guess they're technically not folded yet, but it, it seems like it's only a matter of, 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 of days or, or moments before we hear about the remaining two joining the Mountain West. Now, what does that look like? I don't know. Is it going to be this reverse merger? Does Mountain West now become an Autonomy 5 conference? Maybe so. Um, and again, that's where this 6-6 model is so important um, to stay as, as it pertains to the access. But uh, that's my thoughts. And as I've been saying, I think the teams that Mike Oresco has brought in, even though he's gotten criticism for that, I'm telling you, the resources, the revenue, for teams like North Texas, UTSA, UAB, FAU, and others is going to significantly elevate the profile and competitiveness of those teams. Just like, just like we've seen already with this previous cycle. Now, if you're a Memphis fan and you're fuming right now, I get it. I get it. You deserve to be a Power 5 team. I'm, I'm not going to take that away from you. And if you're mad at your own administration or Oresco or whoever, be mad. I get it. You, you, you have the football and basketball programs, in my opinion, that you could compete in a Power 5 conference. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to argue that. So with all that being said, what's next? Where do we go from here? Well, I want to give you, well, let's start here. Does the American expand? Who fits that footprint that he referenced? The two teams I've seen floated on Twitter, and not just floated on Twitter. I mean, we've talked about them on this channel as well. But the two teams that have really started to like 
grow on me. One of them's been one of my top ones. And the other one is I hadn't really thought about until like here recently. I think I saw someone on my channel bring it up initially and then someone else put it up on Twitter. Um, but I, I, I could really get behind the additions of Army and or Georgia State. Obviously, you got Liberty up there, but they are in a grant of rights right now with their conference. Um, you do have App State, Coastal Carolina. But I think if I had to make my own little like expansion hot board for the American Athletic Conference, uh, I need to think about this a little bit more. But I, I'd really like, I, I think Army and um, I think Army and Georgia State would be at the top. I think Georgia State's one of those programs that you might be like, huh? But if you look at where they're located and you look at how they could benefit from the additional resources and revenue, that's yet another program uh, I think could, could really elevate into a, a, a premier G5 uh, school. And, 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 and it's like this new wave that's come in, I feel like is going to elevate. And where right now everyone's freaking out that the conference is going to the gutter. Well, it's like, well, hold on. And I'm going to address in a second because I do have a worst case scenario. I'm going to address, I'm going to give you my worst case, best case. But I think if we just be a little bit of patient, which is hard to do during realignment season and just in college athletics period, I think we could see this conference start to get, um, you know, maybe even as soon as this year, <laughs> you know, with a couple of those new additions. But I don't think it'll be long before it's like, okay, this is back to being that premier G5 league. Um, or if we want to call it P6, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, so, so yeah, I'm going to say Georgia State and, and um, who the, uh, Army, right? I think with Army, I still think there's, a, there's that strong brand that's there. You know, it's kind of like I feel, I, I feel about Army, kind of how I feel about SMU, where like, you know, even though it was two totally different eras and Army's was way before SMU, it's like there is at least a strong history there. Um, you know, obviously we know what happened with SMU with the death penalty and just continuing to scratch and try and claw its way back to national relevance for 40 years now. And now it's like they got their moment to possibly do that again. Whereas Army, you know, it's a service academy, that Army-Navy game. You know, I don't know what you would do with that matchup um, if they did join the conference, but I think you could get creative with that as well. Um, of course, that's a lot of speculation at this point, but I also like Georgia, uh, Georgia State. I think Georgia State on the football field and on the basketball court can be premier, uh, premier programs. So now to kind of close out this particular show, and we'll continue to talk about this. In fact, this is probably going to be one of the big topics of conversation tomorrow morning on the pregame live stream. We may, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll preview the games, but it's probably going to be a lot of Q&A about this, which, by the way, shout out to the people who were on last night. Uh, and I, I'm sorry, I'm not really going to get to talk about Tulsa and UAB. Um, you can look at my Twitter for some of my thoughts there, but this has really dominated today. Um, but when I do my kind of recap of the weekend, I'll make sure to reference, reference those, two, those two games. But, you know, what, what's the worst case scenario right now for the American Athletic Conference? The worst case scenario is that SMU leaving becomes the final straw to execute the clause from ESPN's vantage point to reduce the revenue. I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, with what... The American has already lost since the signing of that contract. I don't know that SMU is going to be that final straw, especially with 
the addition of North Texas, who's in the same market. I also think that they're going to give it time to let these other programs sort of let those resources take root. And I think they'll also give Oresco time to expand if that's what he chooses to do. Don't think you have to at this point. I think you could stand pat at 13. But, um, you know, worst case scenario, though, is that that clause gets exercised. Um, And then honestly, again, I don't think there's much likelihood for this to happen. But a worst case scenario would be for Oregon State and Washington State to say, you know what, screw it. We're going to rebuild this conference from backfilling. And they somehow find a way to convince four or six teams from the American to jump ship. Again, I don't see that happening. But is it possible? Yeah, it is. And if that happens, now we're in trouble. I don't think the American's in trouble right now. More teams start jumping ship to join a backfilled pack. Okay, so so in theory, you, you need really, you know, it's kind of pick your poison, but what's going to be better for the American is for those two teams to just join the Mountain West. Now, does that jump? Does that make the Mountain West jump the American in the pecking order? Yeah, probably immediately. But like I said, give it a little bit of time. Let some of these newer programs elevate their own profiles. And, eh, you know, because who are we talking about between Oregon State and Washington State as far as who's going to inject the most life into a G5 conference? Well, we're talking about Oregon State. Now, if they get to carry over and do this merger thing where they get to carry over all these assets and the war chest and all that other stuff, um, the auto five status. Okay. Yeah. But if, if the mountain West merges with the pack and that becomes an autonomy five conference, well, like now the American, in my opinion, is still the best G five conference. And so if you still have that, 6-6 model, you're in good shape. You're okay, which we've already seen, you know, that has to be unanimous for, for that model to be changed under the current contract. And the only thing I want to see happen is that the SMU's president, there's a change as far as who represents the American conference on that board of managers, because right now it's SMU's president. I don't know what the logistics are with that, but that's what I would imagine would need to happen in regards to that particular situation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think a worst case is is your media deal, that clause gets exercised, and then when that happens, other teams start jumping ship. Or the pack, you know, somehow is able to, again, what's the likelihood of that? I'm not saying it's very high. I'm just saying that's worst case. Best case, you know, I think best case for the sake of the conference, SMU needs to kind of have another middle-of-the-road season. You know, bowl eligible, but, you know, you, you don't want to see a team who's on the way out, win your conference on the way out. I know SMU fans would love nothing more than to do that, but, I mean, SMU hadn't done it yet, so I don't really see this year being any different. I do think they're a serious contender this year, maybe more than other years past, but you need them, you need that. Uh, You need UTSA, Memphis, and Tulane, and maybe a surprise team to, like, really have excellent seasons and one of those to get that New Year's Six bid uh, just to kind of keep the – the, the, the street going and the branding of your conference going. And then, um, you know, you don't want anything to trigger that media clause. And that's really the X factor for the American. Like if that clause won't be triggered to go down 
for their current contract. I mean, they've got like seven or eight years left on it. You technically don't have to expand. But if expanding and bringing in an army or a Georgia state is what will keep the contract as is, okay, then do it. You know what I mean? And so that's where that X factor is. And then honestly, a best case scenario would be for the big 12 to come out of the woodworks and bring in Oregon state and Washington state. Don't think that's even a chance of that happening, but that would be a best case scenario. So, okay. I'm over time where I'm almost over time. You guys let me know your thoughts. I just gave you my two cents on Oresco, on SMU, and on where we go from here. Yes, we will continue to follow uh, possible expansion targets and things of that nature as we move forward. It's nice to have this domino out of the way. Just know the biggest factor right now for the American Conference is their current deal. And they still have seven or eight years on it. Keep that in mind. So if, if, if nothing triggers that clause... On the downward side, we're going to be okay. As always, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I would appreciate a like, subscribe, and a share, and a five-star rating. But uh, yeah, hopefully I'll see you all tomorrow morning on the live stream. Till next time, that's it for me today. Trey Smith, College Game Time.